0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network 1874 the podcast with dan bardell and greg evans Hello, welcome to 1874, the podcast where we look at all things Aston Villa Football Club. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by the Athletics' Greg Evans. We're going to look back at Bournemouth that happened on Sunday afternoon. And also, we're going to take a look ahead to the upcoming home fixtures at Villa Park in the coming week. Greg, how are you? I'm good, thanks, host. How are you? I don't know. Yeah, it was a weird intro, actually. I found (laughs) that that intro quite weird. We're going live tonight. I can see a few of you in the chat. My favourite person who comes in the chat every single time Richard Edwards is in there. So hello Richard, I see you in every single show that we do and we really, really appreciate the support. Greg, we'll start with the Bournemouth game. Obviously that happened yesterday. Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 2. Not been a great hunting ground over the years, Bournemouth. Villa have had some really rotten days and weren't at their best actually yesterday either. But I always think it's the sign of a good team when you come away from a game having not played well and actually you end up taking something and I think that was the case yesterday, although I've said something on Twitter about it being a good point in the end. And a few people really question that, saying it's not a good point when you go to 16 <laughs> place, Bournemouth, and draw. But when you're going into the last minute of a game and you're losing and you take a point, I don't see how it can be anything other than a good point away from her.
1: Yeah, look, I think probably a bit of context was needed, wasn't it? And I'm sure you, you went on to explain it to, to anybody who pulled you up on that end. <laughs> In the hours that followed. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's not a bad point in the grand scheme of things, I don't think, either. You know, the, it keeps Villa in fourth place. It keeps them sort of within touching distance of the teams around them. Um, you know, it wasn't a particularly um, great weekend for, for other teams. You know, a couple of, couple of teams dropped points, didn't they? So, uh, in, in and around Villa. So, yeah, look, you know, it's always going to be tough going to... Grounds away from home, I think, after a European trip, I think, you know, that's going to be a real challenge for Villa this season, whether they can continue to get the job done, um, you know, continue to stack up points. We'll, we'll see how the season develops. But look, you know, Villa are absolutely formidable at home, aren't they? They seem they literally win every game that they play. So if they can can continue picking up points on the road like that one at Bournemouth, then I don't think it's too bad of a point.
0: Might be tested in the coming week. Villa have got some difficult home games coming up, but I mentioned earlier Bournemouth, not not a great place for, for Villa to go and we seem to give away bad goals at, at Bournemouth and yesterday w- w- was no different. The, the first goal, uh, it's just, just a gift, wasn't it? Echoes really of the, the goal that Villa gave away on Thursday at home in, in Europe as well, just passing out from the back and have you been a bit a bit lazy with it and and getting caught and they got punished again, Greg? When you when you make mistakes in the Premier League at the highest level, you'll you'll probably get punished?
1: I'm I'm not sure lazy's the 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 right description. I think maybe um I think it's just really hard for footballers to to stay, you know, focused for, for so long. Villa are playing so many games. A lot of the players are being asked to to play sort of three games a week now. Um, in various in various spells, and, and it's quite difficult, you know, to do everything right. To continue doing everything right, we'll get onto Man City in a little bit. But if you look at Man City now, they're starting to drop points this season because it's you know it's difficult for a group of players to consistently go out there and be at their top level. And for Villa this season, you know they've started the season really well. They finished last season really well. There are going to be moments in games where they make mistakes. It's just how they um, how they recover. But yeah, I think the last two games are. Not a concern, just a little bit of a worry, isn't it, with Kamara in in midweek making the mistake and then Carlos, you know, this week, uh, sorry, this weekend doing the same. So Villa will just need to continue to sharpen up a bit because they're going to be properly tested now in the next couple of weeks Um, and it's going to be really important.
0: Yeah, I actually think Kamara was a a massive miss yesterday just in terms of breaking up the play in in transition, I have to say. We said it was a, a good time to play Tottenham. I actually think it was the opposite with Bournemouth. They came into that game with a little bit of form. I think their last home game, potentially, they they beat Newcastle. They've certainly beat Newcastle at home recently. So, Bournemouth have started to find their way under their new manager. Now, it takes time for managers to get their methods across. We found that with Unai Emery, and it feels like Ari, Iriola, sorry, was starting to get his message across to the Bournemouth players, and they have picked up a, a little bit of form. I've got yeah. to say, in transition, you know, they got some fast players in their side. they got some real pacey wingers, some real tricky wingers. And I, I think Solanke's a really good forward player as well. So, it took Villa a little bit of time to, to get to grips with the game. I felt like just as they had actually started to get to grips with the game, they made the mistake and and Bournemouth scored. But used to be a time, Greg, when Villa would go 1-0 down and you'd know it was game over because they just wouldn't come back from it. And we saw that at Bournemouth last season, actually. But, you know, a year, a year or two on from that. And Villa do get pretty much straight back into the game and, Bailey actually didn't play in Europe on, on Thursday. I think he's probably started every single game in Europe b- before the weekend. We actually got some clues into the team that Villa played on Sunday with his selection on, on Thursday, because there was a few that there was a few that actually started who perhaps you wouldn't have thought were started. So Diaby was missing for this game in the league and actually played the European game. Do you think we'll start to see a little bit more of, of that kind of thing, especially when the games start to build up over Christmas, where players actually do start to sit out league games now as well? Because Villa have really named their strongest 11 throughout the whole season. That was the first time that we've seen an element of rotation in there or an element of people being rested to the bench.
1: Absolutely have to, you know. I think it's it's these games are really piling up now. It's going to be difficult for the players to to maintain a level in every single game if they're playing twice and three times a week consistently. You know, players do need rest, and um, you know to to reach their optimum performance, they have to be fresh. So there are going to be games where some of them sit out I, li- I like the fact that Bailey played yesterday. I thought that he deserved it. I said last last week in the podcast that. I wouldn't be surprised if Bailey either played, you know, first in Europe, but maybe in the Premier League game. Um, so I was pleased for him. I thought he took his goal well, and it, you know, continues his decent start to the season, doesn't it? And look, with, without sort of going over old ground, I think both of us had written him off in a Villa shirt, but both of us now can fairly say, uh, can accurately say that he's a really important player for Villa. So you know, it's fun to watch um, and to have the play He just provides that little bit of quality really late on when when Villa needed it to put put the cross in, and Watkins with a a fantastic header. But yeah, I mean, two players that we've really talked about all season, Emi Martinez and Oli Watkins. The two of them just showed again how important they are to to Villa. Martinez, I've been saying this since you know middle of last season. Every single game, there's a world class save. Every single game, it's just since you've said
0: it, it's become more paramount. It's it's actually been more than one game, and it's
1: like you know. you look across the Premier League, and you know, a fair few goalkeeping errors this this weekend and, and and the week before. And Martinez is just he's always on it, isn't he? A um, couple of brilliant saves to to stop Solanke, and and look, you know, he saved Villa a point there.
0: Yeah, I, I tweet actually after the game that at a time whilst a lot of the so called Big Six or the or the former Big Six are kind of it feels like they're scrambling about a little bit in the goalkeeping position. It feels like there's a few teams who I don't rate their their number ones. Actually, I don't think they're you know, for the teams that they're supposed to be playing for. I don't think they're a high enough a level player to, to be playing for for some of those teams. I look at, at Chelsea, I look at I look at Manchester United, you know, really struggling in the goalkeeper department. I genuinely believe that Villa have the best goalkeeper in the Premier League. I know he's won the world awards and and everything, but in terms of just being a goalkeeper, yes, Edison and Allison might be better with their feet. But as a pure you know, talking about just goalkeeping, keeping the ball out of the net, I think he's the best. You know, you've got your Liverpool.
1: No, I haven't. I've, I've. I think there are elements of Martinez's game that make him the best in the world. But I also think, I yeah, I just I think one on one, Alisson is the best in the world. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's any denying that. Um, but there are elements of of Martinez's game that you know are, are fantastic. I think the way he's. Being able to adapt his game to work under Emery is really impressive as well. He's certainly better with his feet, isn't he, than, than he used to be. Um, I remember interviewing him when he first came to Villa and that was actually one of the things that he backed himself. You know, he said, my, my kicking's brilliant. The, the one thing that he was, um, he used to talk about being a real strength was when he actually had the ball in his hand and then kicking from there rather than kicking from on the, uh, from on the ground we don't see that very often from him anymore just because Villa don't play that way they don't look for that quick counter attack and it actually yesterday when they tried to play it um it, it came again it went against them didn't they and and um and Bournemouth scored but um look he's, he's a brilliant goalkeeper i think shots shot stopping he's you know he's fantastic he makes a brilliant save every single week um and he's just really important you look you look across the premier league alisson now injured for liverpool and you know Kelleher having to having to play and he's not quite at the level as uh, Alisson, Nick Pope now injured for um, for Newcastle, and Nana having problems at Manchester United. Edison letting one through yesterday, where he probably wouldn't have expected it. I'm not, I'm not going to say that you know Ed, he's he's better, he's different to Edison, is not he? D- is he has different qualities? I'm sure Unai Emery would love to have Edison in goal as well. Um, it'd be a really be a really tough match up to to see which one of the two would play. But Villa are in a great position, and I think just with the with the Um, condition of their squad as well now compared to the rest of the Premier League. You look at Manchester City, okay, they've only really got one major injury in Kevin De Bruyne, but they're they're clearly missing him this season. You look at how how Newcastle and Tottenham now are shaping up. Liverpool are starting to get a couple of injuries. Um, Man United have been without Isandro Martinez, Casemiro, Mason Mount, their big money signing over the summer. And okay, Villa had their setback at the start of the season with Tyrone Mings, and Emi are both missing out for a long term. But I think pretty much what's happened since is, is has been decent. You know, they haven't had many injuries. Kamara was... Mi-
0: ...reputation on this, on this show. I keep cursing people. Like, I'll curse things. <laughs> and then I've said something about Watkins and him is the European guy. Yeah? So I'm not saying anything about injuries. <laughs> but look, I mean, you know, we, Villa are in a good... They're in a good condition, I think.
1: The squad's very balanced. the The positive is... The positive of not having a really standout player outfield. Okay, Martinez is the one player that Villa would miss you know, massively if he, if he ever got injured or was absent. But I think the benefit of having a very rounded, balanced squad where all players are at a very certain, a similar level is that if one or two players miss out, the others come in and you don't really see a drop-off. So I think Villa are finding that um, and using that to their advantage this season so far.
0: Yeah, I think Villa are a, are a team. Just back to the, back to goalkeeper thing quickly. I think it's Martinez, his presence and the, the way he dominates that makes him the stronger keeper. That would always be what I'd want my goalkeeper to do first if I, if I was a football manager. But on the, on the subject of injuries, you know, Villa have had some injuries and Moreno and, and Jacob Ramsey haven't played all season. They're kind of coming back at a crucial period now when the games are coming really fast. You're having you have a lot of games. I think I saw someone in the chat say there's nine games. In, in December to have Ramsey on the pitch. And just to, I didn't think he did very much, but just to get 45 minutes under his belt will be a plus going into this hectic period. And Villa have now got another option with with Moreno as well at left-back. Luka Dean's been doing very well. I've got I've got zero criticisms of him, in fairness. I was very critical of him at the start of the season, but I think as the season's gone on, he's got better and better. But him and Moreno are different, and it will be good to have a different type of left-back for certain games. So Villa are now, going, like you say, other teams are starting to pick up injuries, pick up suspensions, and Villa have had suspensions as, as well. But I agree with you that I think the squad is is well set going going into this period. And just by nicking that point as well, people questioning, you know, whether it's a good point or not. Just the fact they haven't lost the game, it just keeps momentum building. And I think that's a massive thing when you go into a period where there's loads of games as well.
1: Listen to the the Bournemouth manager after the game and if you if you're a team who concedes in the 90th minute most of the time you're really frustrated that you've that you've dropped two points but he was almost talking about that it was a you know a point gain for his side because they were coming up against a really strong villa team and and that's what a lot of uh, opponents are looking at now if they can take a point i feel that like that that's seems a really good result and it's been a long time since we, we've said that hasn't it it's always been a case of villa trying to go somewhere and nick a point off one of the so called bigger teams um but this week's gonna be really interesting, you know, we're gonna see how good Villa are um in the next two games. And I think I think the biggest compliment that you can pay to the to the team is that supporters now are really, really excited for the Man City and Arsenal game, whereas before they'd be apprehensive and nervous and worried about how it's gonna end up, because, you know, we've seen some horrendous score lines over the years, haven't we? Um but it's it's really exciting now and I, I think supporters are um are confident that their team can go in at least give those big boys a run for the money.
0: The same things most weeks because the same kind of things tend to happen. And and yet again, Ollie Watkins has scored a wonderful goal for Villa. That was some header. That was, you know, that's a difficult skill to pull off. It's a good ball in from Diaby. And actually what I, what I watched match of the day about this morning, so many Villa goals now start with Pau Torres having the ball, yeah, a I nice noticed. Hings the ball to Diaby. Diaby swings it in, and, and Watkins somehow maneuvers his neck and gets a hell of a lot of power and a hell of a lot of excellent direction on that header as well. He's just Ollie Watkins for a, for a year now. He's done that kind of thing. That that's just what he does for Aston Villa now, isn't it, Ollie Watkins? He's a he's a prime goal scorer.
1: Yeah, I've seen a, a tweet that uh, John Townley put out this um, earlier today from from the Birmingham Mail and I think he said in 38 Premier League games, Watkins had either scored or assisted in 32 or 34. Yeah, something like that. Which is, you know, which is amazing. You know, it just shows that you know, the level that he's now um performing at. He's just he's just so reliable and so consistent. I was quite impressed with Solanke actually yesterday as well. I thought he's a thought he was a good you know, he's he's looking decent having um gone through some difficult times when he got his, you know, move from, from Chelsea to Liverpool and he's come gone back to Bournemouth and, you know, really reinvented himself, hasn't he? And he's you know, he's in he's in line with potentially, you know, some England um
0: I like in the
1: future. He looks he looks like a decent he looks like a really decent player now.
0: Yeah, we spoke about him, Diverado myself, in the in the preview. Just saying, as you know, if you look to build a striker, pretty much got everything that you that you'd create. You'd want your striker. And some players develop later, and you have to have the right manager. And I feel like Solanke's probably got that now. And he was a he was a handful. Of players. players do some players do develop later than others. I think he's been a decent player for a long time, but I think he's got another couple of levels to go to Salanki. I agree with you. I think he might have already actually been capped by England at one point. Ridiculous. I've got a feeling he got capped a few years ago possibly when he was when he was at Liverpool and, under Roy Hodgson I, couldn't have Roy, I can't have been Roy Hodgson must have been Klopp I'm sure he got capped though don't it Solanke someone let us know in the chat if, 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 if I'm correct with that yeah he oh, sorry I meant Roy Hodgson might have been England manager that was what, oh, I, actually, that was what I actually meant but I don't know was about 14 when uh, yeah. uh, was in charge I'm sure Solanke's got, got an England cap you know but someone will confirm with us in the chat Richard Edwards actually just mentioned Esri concert before we finish on the Bournemouth game just want to talk about that slide tackle I've been thinking about that tackle non-stop. I thought it was be the, best the best game,
1: No, I mean, yeah, that was a nice moment, but he was. Yeah, no, I agree. for For a guy who doesn't, for a guy who very rarely gets dribbled past, I mean, Semenya went past him a fair few times, didn't
0: there? Yeah, I think there's probably a few caveats to that, isn't there? The what the, the, the position trouble. he's playing. If you looked, I read, um, I read uh, Jacob's article this morning. Actually, said like, something around it, it was in the seventy percent of. All their attacks went down that side. Yeah, yeah. they so they targeted that was that was part of the game plan. When when a team consistently goes down one side, you are going to look worse, aren't you? And the numbers are gonna the numbers are gonna reflect that. But the, that slide tackle was unbelievable. <laughs> that was yeah. Lee Henry was on the commentary on the feed. I was watching, and you know he was talking about Paul McGraw. It was Paul mcgrath esque. I mean, Paul McGraw never needed to dive in. In, in fairness, but just to, to get that right, you have to do everything to perfection, and yeah, he did yeah. everything. Otherwise, to, you're getting sent off, aren't you? Yeah, well, yeah, and you're giving away a penalty. It was just a it was just a phenomenal tackle, one of the best tackles I've ever seen a Villa player make. Actually, big shout, that, yeah. I'd, think, I'd love to. I'd love to have some alternatives, but I can't I've think got of one. I've got, I've, got, it. I've got one in my head. Do you remember that big monster tackle that Kieran Clark did in the FA Cup on the halfway line? He absolutely sent someone flying into next I week. Know. He made a monster tackle in the, in there, Kieran Clark. It was Leicester in the FA Cup run. The year got to the final. Right, okay. It's a massive tackle, but that honestly, that concert, I could watch that all day. That's football to me. I, I love watching Yeah,
1: you like just—it's a shame, isn't it? Because you don't see enough of that now. I mean, defend, there's a lot of defenders out there that would like to play like that consistently, but they can't because there's just always that risk of getting sent off. Getting, you know, everything goes to VAR, doesn't it? Now, so if you if if it's the slightest of connections, then you you just run that risk. Football isn't as fun as it used to be, so it's nice to see moments like that. I think
0: I still find it fun. There's still still a very a lot of things I enjoy about. But there's, a, I agree with you that there's a lot of stuff that's very annoying. VAR has taken a lot of it out, hasn't it? It's
1: like in the you know you go to a game now and you don't really you can celebrate, but you've always got that worry that you know it's going to be chalked off. Sometimes you get a double celebration, which is oh, I
0: forget. Fun. Sometimes I forget about VAR, so I'm celebrating, and then I it's think horrible. after I've celebrated, I think oh no. It could be offside. Yeah, it could be offside. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes forget about it in, in the moment because I'm always still so excited when Villa scores, especially, in, you know, the games that, that you're there. Yeah, that I, I agree with what you're saying, actually. There is like an element of it. That the enjoyment's been taken out of football a little bit. We're going to talk about the Manchester City game very shortly. It's a bit of a mishmash of a podcast this week because you know we would usually be doing previews and stuff when there's a tight turnaround it feels like the shelf life on shows isn't great so i'd rather merge it all into one and everyone get a little bit of, of what they want to listen to but before we do the manchester city game let's hear about our sponsors
2: nordvpn if you guys are getting fed up with missing live football then our new show sponsor nordvpn might be able to help you out nordvpn is a secure and private service which works on pretty much any device, including your laptop, mobile, and smart TV. If you want to watch, let's say some US content, it allows you to appear like you're in that country. And while you're connected, no one can find out what you're doing, including your internet service provider. The service also has threat protection baked in to protect you from intrusive website ads and malware, which is pretty dab handy. A part of NordVPN, supporting 1874, the Aston Villa channel, they have given us an exclusive deal of up to 65% off and four months for free, which also includes Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. All you have to do is go to www.1874.io forward slash NordVPN and sign up. All the details will also be in the description. And as always, we are truly grateful to anyone that signs up. We know that money is tight. But if you think NordVPN will help you out, it will also help us to keep the channel running.
0: And thank you very much to NordVPN for continuing to sponsor this show. We really, really appreciate it. And if you think NordVPN can help you out, then go and check out our deal and our discount code and you'll get some help with that. Greg, let's look at Manchester City then. Not top of the league at the moment. feels like a long time since we've been able to say that Manchester City weren't top of the league when we've gone into a game playing them. An exceptional football team. Watched them yesterday against Tottenham. Have to give Tottenham credit, actually, for how they stayed in that game with with so many injuries. Rode their luck a little bit at times, but, you know, that Football Villa did the same at Tottenham the the week before, but they got a fantastic result, 3-3. The biggest thing I can take away from that game is Rodri being out. That's huge because, really, when Rodri hasn't played this season, they haven't won. And Villa Park's a tough place to go. As we know, Villa have won tonnes of home games over the last 12 months. They won't be reddish in this trip without Rodri and De Bruyne in that midfield because Villa have got a brilliant midfield (laughs) Trip at all, you know, full stop. This that they'll be. This is
1: a a really really difficult trip for them. Um, on the back of what three Premier League games now without a win? It's I, I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't done the research. It's a bit sloppy of me, but I can't remember the last time they didn't win in four games. And you just don't really hear that from Man City because of you know how brilliant they've been for for years now. So look i think villa will really fancy their chances just because they've conceded what 10 goals in four games is it and they look really um they look like they've become too complacent i think for, for i've watched i think i've watched every game that that they of those of the, yeah i watched the chelsea game the tottenham game and and yesterday so yeah they they don't look themselves um they missed a Brunner, of course um you know Rodri's going to be a big miss for them. But John Stones, I presume, will come in. Uh, I don't think they've lost a game that John Stones has played. So it's not really that much of a drop-off. But, um, you know, Rodri is the best of his kind in, in in that position. He He's key to the way that Man City play, moves the ball brilliantly. Um, he doesn't break up that many attacks because he doesn't really need to. But it's just the way, you know, his he's, he's ball-carrying and ball-passing qualities that they need. But John Stones is a really... Good replacement, isn't there? Um, so I don't think they'll have too much trouble. It's a shame, Grealish. You know, got that stupid booking. I really wanted to see him back at
0: Villa Park. Did it um, on purpose. Didn't fancy it. Didn't want to. Didn't want to come back. Oh, I <laughs> don't know about that, Dan. No, he loves I it. Love no, I play. know he loves it. He would love to play. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, not. I haven't had an injury update on Doku yet, but if he's out injured as well, because he come off didn't he with a bit of a niggle, yeah. then I um, think that'll be a real bonus because yeah he's he's the he's the biggest threat isn't he at the moment he looks like the most tricky player to deal with um so but look you can't isolate any man city player because they've got so many other options but
0: Look, there, there is no better time to play them, I wouldn't have thought. You, you we go. Know. We keep saying these kind of things. This, is, this tends to come true. We were saying there's no better time to play Spurs and we wouldn't. No better time to play Manchester. Yeah. City. I mean, look, you know, you've got to... Look, you'd want to be playing... T- look, you
1: can't get any better for Villa, really, can it, in terms of the, um, the the run that they're on at home. Villa Park's going to be pumped up for this. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah, it really um, will. Now, I'm on. going around the Premier League grounds now and a lot of these... A lot of these away games are uh, sorry. A lot of these grounds are are pretty dry now. You know, go to the Etihad. There's not much going on there. Anfield, the stadium's quite quiet. You know, during normal games. But Villa Park on Wednesday is going to be pumped up. Um, so you know, hopefully that will that will play into the home team side, uh, the home team's advantage. And I think it's going to be a good game. I think Man City are going to be a bit scared, which is unlike you know, it's very un, it's very unusual to to say that. But I think they will be.
0: Yeah, I mean, Villa put in a good performance against Manchester City last year, actually. Under Under Gerrard, one one, didn't they? Leon Bailey actually scored that day as well. That was that was a good performance. There was a lot of good in in there from 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 Villa that day. It would be nice if Haaland had got himself sent off for having to go at the referee at the end. That really would have been the perfect storm. But I actually celebrated Rodri getting booked like that, like Villa had scored a goal because that feels big. Because, honestly, you look at the numbers when he doesn't play and there's a massive drop-off in a lot of areas. But there is a massive drop-off in results, first and foremost. And I think you're right. I think John Stones will, will come in. There's more chance of me or you starting in midfield than Calvin Phillips getting the game for Manchester City. So, you know, I think it will be Stones that, that comes in. So, you're right. They've got a brilliant record. When when John Stones plays for me, he's the best centre back in in the world. Oh, that's my that's my opinion. I've said that on other podcasts that I do. I think John Stones is that good. But there's ways Villa can hurt Manchester City. You know, Derby having a little bit of a rest at the week, and this feels to me like it might be a game for him. What what do Villa Villa do selection wise? We're talking about who's missing for City. Luckily, Douglas Louise walked the disciplinary tight and didn't get booked yesterday. That felt like a goal as well. Louise not not getting booked yesterday. How the Villa lineup? Do you think he sticks with Bailey? Does Cash come back in? What does Unai Emery do for this one? You know, obviously
1: Kamara comes back in, doesn't he? You want to you, you want to see Kamara, Louise, um, and McGinn. McGinn came off, didn't he, yesterday? So he should be relatively fresh for it. I'd like to see those three in midfield. Wonder if wonder if it's a game for Ramza as well. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, I think Diaby and Watkins with the fresh you know, with his fresh legs, uh, Diaby. I'd probably start him just because Bailey started the last game, and it was so close. Um, I think the way to get around Man City, what Chelsea did quite well, was play out from the back and you know be confident and not be scared of the press because and, and Villa Villa have mastered that now against some of the lower ranked teams. To do it against one of the you know what well, the best team in the world is going to be a different ball game. Sorry for the cliche, but um, I think they've got to be brave. They've got to be confident. They've got to play their game and and believe that they can do it because they've done it against so many other teams now that the 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 blueprints there. They know what they've got to do. Um, and, and if Chelsea can do it, if Chelsea can get around the press and score four goals. Okay, they conceded four as well, but um, then I'm sure Villa can do it as well. I think they're probably going to have to be tighter at times. The high line, which um, has been discussed a lot. They're going to have to be careful with that because a couple of through balls for Haaland and you know Doku, if, if he plays, are going to cause him severe problems. You know Haaland's constantly making that run, um, and if you give him a little, if you give him a yard, doesn't he's going to take advantage? So they've got to be very careful there. But I think they've just got to go and play their own game. I think they've genuinely not got to worry too much about the, the opposition and go and play the way that they have been for a while. back themselves, and they've got a chance of doing it. Might play this
0: one. His pace his pace could be an advantage, couldn't it? Although, up against Walker down that side, if he does get past their midfield, you know, Walker's pretty quick, isn't he? I mean, his, his main skill set, coil Walker. I think Villa have got avenues in which they can definitely hurt Manchester City. I'm wondering whether he's a, another game for, for Bailey, perhaps. I just mm-hmm. think... I think he's, he's in good form, isn't he? You know, you can't oh, lovely goal, yes.
1: I'm enjoying watching him. He's in great form. He deserves to be playing. Um... And he's not slow himself, is he? I just think I just think Derby and Watkins, the the connection that the two of
0: them have, I think they might go for that. No, I think Did Bailey it, play it, is, yeah. plays right. I think Bailey plays right, McGinn plays left. Mm. I think Zaniolo probably played himself out of contention yesterday. Yeah, it's not quite much happening much. for him, is it, at the moment? No, not really. But look,
1: there's there's plenty of time, there's plenty of games coming up. So the squad's going to be used. Um it's going to be really important for all the players to you know, to play, you know. I think I think the best thing, the fact that Villa have qualified in the Europa Conference League, that, that helps big time, doesn't it? Because it takes yeah. the pressure off um in that final game, and gives them gives them a chance to rest a few players
0: for sure. Bernardo Silva's the one for me. For, for Manchester City if we can kind of shut him down Le Foden's obviously a very good player as well but if we can shut Bernardo Silva down I think he's the he's the engine in there he's a lovely footballer to watch His close control and the way he can manipulate the ball he's just got a little bit of everything but Bernardo Silva never never stops running He's he scored a lovely goal at Villa Park a, a few years ago oh, that, that one, was, one, that's
1: one. still by far that's the best goal I've ever seen live. yeah I think it's up there for it me as well
0: unbelievable him or Pires Pire scored a good one, the, the one year for Arsenal Again, against Villa lobbed, Peter Schmeichel. He just made an unbelievable touch and then somehow managed to cushion a lob over over Schmeichel. I think, yeah, that that goal. I've can, can picture, picture sure that. One. Right? I, mean, yeah. I just, I'm
1: picturing yeah. it now. I can picture oh, I can, the build. I can, I can remember well.
0: Yeah. the, 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 the little bang, bang,
1: bang. one-two Cancelo and the way the way they kept the ball between Cancelo and Mares before the before the um, move had even started. Was absolutely amazing. It was brilliant to watch that, and then it was just bang De Bruyne cross, wasn't it? And was it De Bruyne? It was wasn't it? And uh, then Silva
0: probably it's got a chance of being De Bruyne. Just, it? it was just unbelievable to watch. Jesus, I think Jesus might have been involved actually. If, if my memory serves me correctly, I could I, I could be wrong there. But Villa, yeah, Villa played well right that day actually yeah. against Manchester City as well. Villa have put in some good performances against Manchester City without getting the reward, without getting the the three points. I actually, I can't remember if it was me and you had this conversation on a, on a podcast. I actually think the game on Saturday against Arsenal is the harder game of the two at the moment. Oh, yeah, they're both difficult, aren't they? Yeah, but you know, there's nothing to fear for Villa though. It's a massive chance to to beat a no, big, that's, big that's team what, and that's get That's what people. I said.
1: You know, the, the 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 performances and the displays and the amount of points that Villa have got on the board now and the confidence that they have, they go into these games now. Believing in themselves and having the opportunity to go and show how good they are—it's not—it's not a time to be fearful or scared of of the opponents because they are only a point behind Man City anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean that you know if you'd have said to us a year ago, in a year's time you're going to be a point off Manchester City about about to play them for the chance to usurp them, you'd have thought what on earth has happened here?
1: Exactly, and look, you know we we we've got our Villa hats on, so you know we we're singing Villa's praises constantly, but sooner or later the the rest of the country are going to have to start think, believing in it as well because it's
0: happened. it's I think it already there.
1: No, I'm. I'm, I'm not sure the na- the national coverage doesn't seem to be. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to what they were saying last week after the um after the Man City Liverpool game, and you know, there was there was watching one of the games and. uh, one of the commentators said, "Oh, Arsenal and Tottenham—we're uh, really that, happy about this." That was disgusting. I was thinking, that was disgusting. What about Villa? They're on the same points, and they went and beat Tottenham the next day anyway. So, yeah, look—I mean, the league, the, league, the league doesn't lie, does it, and all that. And you know, I'm sure people will be looking at Villa thinking, "Can can they can they sustain it?" But over the course of 39 Premier League games now under Emery, they've, they've picked up 78 points. So, it shows that you know they are a, they are a top four team now.
0: Yeah, some, uh, just in the comments, I just, just caught my eye because that was actually my first ever game at Villa Park Marine. Boy, so remember that Dean Saunders lob goal. I think it went above the stands in height before it went in. That was my first ever game. Dean Saunders against Ipswich. Remember it very, very well. Um, try and wrap it up because we wanted to try and keep it a little bit tight and yeah. concise. So, I suppose the, the, only other, the only other thing I wanted to mention, it was an interesting
1: week for the Premier League coefficient, wasn't it? With, um, yeah, the, Villa the, are helping Bampen that, aren't they? Villa, Villa are helping that. It was good that Brighton you know, won as well, but I think Man United and Newcastle potentially going out of the group stage is a bit of a blow that knocks them down a little bit in the rankings and just for those that don't know what we're on about here it's just the 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 ch- the, the chase for the Champions League bonus place you know to um you might finish might get in the Champions League this year if if um for the fifth place team in the Premier League it all depends um on how the eight teams is it eight I think eight teams in Europe are performing um this season, so look, Villa have Villa have got it almost in their own hands, haven't they? There, it's in their uh, it's in their interests to perform really well in the Europa Conference League because that might help them get a Champions League place if they finish fifth this season. Um, so yeah, when uh, when when we're trying to uh, call for Arsenal and Man City and others to lose, we, we actually want them to win, don't we? So that Villa have got a better
0: chance of getting in the Champions League next year. I mean, English teams haven't gone out in the group for what feels like a very long time. That just hasn't really been something that happens. It'd be yeah. vintage if Villa finished fifth. I didn't get it. <laughs> and then it did, didn't go to fifth. Wouldn't it? That would, that would be absolutely heartbreaking. But you know, to even be talking about Villa finishing fifth again a year ago, that was just something that I didn't yeah. think was 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 in the cloud in the, on the horizon at, at all. So yeah, absolutely brilliant. I'm just looking even further ahead, just to, just to the Arsenal game. Arsenal are actually the last team to beat Villa. That Villa part was the last time Villa dropped any kind of points. At home, so it'd be I kind of want to get through this Manchester City game because I remember writing a tweet after we lost that Arsenal game, and a lot of what I said has actually actually come true. I want to get through the Man City game with something so that we're still unbeaten. Yeah, and then I want I, I would kind of finish it off nicely if we could beat Arsenal. <laughs> You're still, not asking for well, much, are you? No, 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 <laughs> no, no I don't want anything great. That's you know, it's not much to ask. Look,
1: I think I think we've said in previous weeks, haven't we? We can, I think we can widely agree that Arsenal, Man City, and Liverpool are the, are the top three teams in yeah. the division. And then there's a couple of other teams that are quite close by, you know, Villa, Tottenham, Newcastle. Man United, I just can't see. I think they're riding their luck against the lower-ranked teams, winning, you know, by the end goal. Um, and they just they haven't done it against any of the teams around them. So I don't really put them in that bracket because I, I'm I'm not impressed by what what I'm seeing. But the other three teams that we've mentioned are definitely above the others. Um, so if Villa can get, I, I firmly believe if Villa can get a point against any of the, either of these two teams in the next. Um, in the next week, then that's a good outcome. I know that sounds like a little bit of, well, you know, we want to go and win, but I do feel if if you can get a point against Man City or a point against Arsenal, it's, a, it's still a decent return with the amount of points that they've got on the board already.
0: You've been so vibrant all the way through the podcast, Greg. You just <laughs> had, to do, you had to do it right at the end, didn't you? You, just could, you couldn't go through. You yeah, couldn't a do... point from two games, no? No. Nah. What, what well, do you think a realistic outcome? If, if I was offered a point, I wouldn't take it. Well, if it wasn't, if it, I no. would would they? If I was offered you two, points, if, I was offered, if I was offered two points, I might take it because again, you like kind of canceling can each other
1: I think if Filler can stop one of the other teams getting three points, that's seen as a very big thing as well because the yes, league's is two points. points.
0: I don't do points. Two points. Okay, Fairly. not one. It's not only one, one more than mine. I can't be taking one. Also, you could look at it as it's double what you're asking for, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so you can look at it. You can look at it both ways, can't you? Right. Let's go. Let's end the it. Premier with League. It. Um, the new Premier League TV
1: deals a boost, isn't it? As well. 6. I haven't actually read about it. I haven't actually read. Yeah. About it. Look, six point seven billion new Premier League deal. UK um, owner uh, Sky Sports. You'll be you'll be pleased to hear Dan have got the majority of the games, no no Amazon Prime um in the in the next package. So it would just be T N T and Sky Sports. And look, you know, it's good for that Villa are in the Premier League now, well established and hopefully kicking on because, you know, that money will help secure the long term future, so to speak. So um any club that's in the Premier League now is absolutely desperate to stay in there. The fact that Villa are, you know, very high up it
0: is um even better, shall we say? Yeah, well, I'm on, I'm on Sky Sports News tomorrow, so tomorrow morning, so I'm going to be asking for a, ask for a pay rise as soon as I walk through the... Probably pay cut the
1: amount they've paid. Oh, yeah, if
0: they've got the money to pay for that TV, deal. Go, they've got the money to give me a pay rise, I would say. So if anyone's interested, I'm on the football show, making my first appearance on that show, 10 till 12 tomorrow, so I'll be in the studio. I've got to get up at 4am, which is not my favourite, but it's worth it to be on the telly to be, to be at Sky. So yeah, looking forward to that. Greg, thank you very much for joining me today. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Probably the most positive I think I've, and you're generally positive anyway actually but you were really really positive until the end when you ruined it but yeah really enjoyed talking to you thanks to Lee our producer today for for filling in and producing for us yet again thank you very much Lee thank you to everyone in the chat sorry because we've kept it concise I've not really involved people in the chat as much as I should have done so I, I do apologize for that Dave and myself on oh, no way There, I don't even know what we're doing here I, I don't know the show schedule in all honesty I, I haven't really planned what we're doing but we'll have a couple of shows in the week i I would have thought obviously we'll have a match preview ahead of the arsenal game and we'll do some form of reaction to the manchester city game on the channel as well have a good rest of the evening there's not really much else left to say i'll see those of you that are going to villa park on wednesday are you going to the game greg are you going you're not getting down as much nowadays are you because the athletes are going to get one space uh, no so you get to say, but yeah to the and the main center. club reporter yeah oh, it would be nice to be nice to see you down villa park again soon greg although Villa have been brilliant since you've not been going actually so maybe maybe maybe, it was maybe good last, last year as well when I was <laughs> that's true yeah anyway thanks ever so much greg thanks to everyone in the chat as i said subscribe like do all those good things that you can do comment wherever you get in your podcast and we'd really really appreciate that have a good rest of your monday evening and as always up the villa
2: Podcast Network.